0: Welcome to episode three of the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Gavin DeStasi and I'll be your host today. You know, one of the things that we're really excited about in doing this podcast is the ability to utilize this medium or format in a little bit of a different way from our other outlets, such as the blog. To use it as a way not only to discuss relevant financial topics, which of course we're going to do, but also to get into a bit more of the social aspects of what we think of as living a more balanced life, as the title would suggest. There are conversations that we have with clients and friends regularly, but which really don't lend themselves to more traditional written mediums like the blog. We'll definitely be talking more often than not about finance-based issues, or at the very least tie them to the finance world in some way, but we're really excited to bring a bit more of our personalities and social views to the table in our podcast episodes from time to time. Anyhow, this episode is one of those occasions where we're going to deviate just a bit from the purely financial discussions we normally have, mostly because of an experience I had recently, which has had a profound effect on me, and what we're going to be talking about today is philanthropy, Um, so it's not a complete departure from the world of finance at all. It's really something we talk to clients about all the time, in fact, but instead of looking through a financial lens, like how to set up a donor-advised fund or leave a charitable legacy when we're... When we're gone, we're talking more about what we perceive as our role in helping other people and how policy or upcoming policy or changes in policy that may be coming down the pike uh, may or may not affect how we view that role going forward. As many of you already know, before I got into the world of financial advice and wealth management, I was trained as a musician. Uh, After studying classical music performance at New England Conservatory in Boston, I left go out on the road and spent the better part of the next 10 years working and touring as a musician with a wide variety of groups and and bands uh, and a a whole wide variety as well of different kinds of musical styles. Um, But once I started working in the financial services field and realized that I didn't really want to spend the rest of my life on the road, but instead I wanted to have a family and a bit of a normal life, the amount of time I spent doing music slowly dwindled, but I've never completely given it up. Thanks to a small handful of musicians who have allowed me to continue working, even though I'm not really able to give them the kind of time commitment that most you know, musicians at a high level would need to give, I've actually been really lucky to be able to continue to play shows from time to time and stay connected to the, to the music world at a fairly high level. It's something that I'm, I'm really grateful for and is pretty rare, to be honest. But anyways, uh, one of the musicians that I work with from time to time is a singer, and we recently had a couple of shows up north in Northern California over a weekend. There was a, a whole lot of driving. We had a show in Santa Cruz and then one up north near Eureka. And the sax player, who was not the, the, regular, um, the regular guy, but someone I had worked with before and really liked, asked if we could drive together, save gas, and you know, have some company along the way. Now, you get to know a person fairly well when you're driving up and down the state over a weekend. And over the course of that weekend, we basically talked about everything, you know, just to pass the time. But on the last day, it's Sunday, we're coming home. We're actually only a couple hours from home, and we had basically talked about everything you could talk about. He was on the phone with his girlfriend for a few minutes, and and when he got off, he said something to me um, that he was feeling really bad, that he wasn't at home to help her with the cooking. I consider myself a little bit of a chef. I come from an Italian family, a family of uh, cooks and chefs. And so I was kind of curious about what do you mean help with the cooking? It's Sunday, maybe it's Sunday dinner. Maybe they're having friends over. Um, But he started to explain that every Sunday uh, they spend the entire day cooking giant pots of soup, making sandwiches, um, homemade muffins, putting together fruit um and and assembling all of this food together and then every monday they go out to one of the homeless camps in oakland and they hand the food out to homeless people i did a little bit of a double take and and started to press him for more details it turns out that his girlfriend comes from a big family and she's used to cooking for a whole lot of people and they just felt like they had to do something so every week they make this food and they go down and they hand it out no questions asked no judgments If you're hungry, you eat. They feed between 100 and 250 people every week and everyone gets a bowl of soup, a sandwich, some muffins, and a piece of fruit. He made a point to tell me that they wrap the sandwiches in biodegradable wax paper and uh, they hand out water not in plastic containers. And these two people, they're, they're not looking for any publicity or notoriety. As far as I can tell, they don't even know that they could potentially take a charitable tax deduction for the amount of money they spend every week. It's just truly a selfless act because they felt like the world was going in the wrong direction and they needed to try and do something about it. It really kind of affected me hearing him talk about that, because the thing you have to understand about these two is that they're, they're pretty young, you know, 27, 28 years old, and they're both working musicians. Now I've been a working musician before, and while it seems like he's doing pretty well, um, he's teaching, he's playing decent gigs. But the amount of money uh, that it takes to do something like this really isn't peanuts in the scheme of how much you can actually bring in being a working jazz musician. And as he's telling me all of this, he did mention that it was a bit expensive, but but really to me, the thing that stood out most was the time commitment. Anyhow, I was so impressed by the story, and then we stopped for lunch a, a little bit later, and then he came out of the bathroom, I handed him some cash, and I asked him to, you know, can I pay for this week's? this week's food and he was so touched that he he couldn't even thank me enough and actually felt guilty as if he had pressured me into giving him giving him the money by mentioning the cost of it all i told him please don't worry about that that's not that has nothing to do with it i just was really impressed by what you guys are doing but anyways after he got home he actually texted me a picture later that day of the food being prepared and made a promise that all of the money 100% will go towards the food uh, an assurance that I, I clearly did not need, but um, it, was, it was impressive to say the least. This experience really has stayed with me since this happened, and not just because of the act of selfless charity which could restore anyone's faith in humanity, but also because of the circumstances which prompted these two nice people to, to sort of get out and do something. He was recounting to me a number of the interactions he's had with some of the people, that they're feeding, and with so many of them, the direct correlation to the public policies that are being addressed, or not addressed, by our current administration is striking. Not surprisingly, healthcare is a major cause of homelessness, and my friend shared a couple of stories of regular folks, you know, families, running into medical issues which have completely ruined them financially. And with the passage in the House of the latest Republican version of repeal and replace, it looks like that problem is only going one direction for the time being. The truth is that many of the policies that are looking at major changes in the coming months or years, healthcare tax policy, these are not going to be good for lower-income Americans, despite the spouting of proponents of voodoo, or sorry, trickle-down economics. While the changes may mean more money in the pockets of higher-income Americans, many of our clients and people we know among us, it feels like a really short-sighted way of thinking. A society can only truly prosper when it's taking care of all of its citizens. And while we'll never likely be able to pull up everyone as the wealthiest nation in the world, don't you think we should at least be trying to do more, not less? These two people are not by no means the only ones we know who are doing important charitable works, and we try to do our part as well. But I think what really hit home for me was that the homeless problem in the Bay Area these days is so visceral. It's hard not to wonder how things will get better anytime soon. I drive my son's soccer carpool each week from Berkeley to Alameda and in that short drive we pass through no less than five separate homeless camps and it seems like they're expanding and multiplying every single week. It's not like it's 1930 and we're in the middle of the depression. The unemployment rate is at what 4.3 percent as of May? And despite the fact that the last recession was pretty difficult, We've been in expansion mode for over seven years. And the myth that many conservatives would have you believe that all of these tents are filled with drug addicts and lazy welfare moms just doesn't hold water. It's already looking like some third world country in parts of the Bay Area. What's it going to look like if we do get draconian cuts to social programs and health care, or we do hit a major recession while those things are being enacted? I truly don't know what the long-term effect of this experience over this weekend will be for me personally. What I do know is that while it was certainly uplifting to know that there are truly good people in the world doing truly good things, for no other reason than it's just the right thing to do, there are powerful forces at work right now making that ever more necessary. It makes it hard to watch the stock market rally that's been happening really for the past seven plus years in the wake of an election that almost certainly will result in many more people on the wrong end of the financial spectrum having to suffer. We know full well that the pendulum always swings too far in every direction, but our hope here certainly is that the pendulum will start to swing back the other way sooner than later. Thank you for listening and so long until next time.